the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Cal Wilson. Yes, it's going to be an all New Zealand episode. Cal, you ready for this? Oh, yes, I'm very ready, Tony. <laughs> New Zealanders, the forgotten wogs, <laughs> are in charge of Get This Today. But hey, don't panic. There is plenty of music from the Chili Peppers in excess. Coldplay will uh, be crossing to Beck Cartwright's postcard from the Middle East. We'll be finding out what you've been banned from. It's all coming up on the program where yesterday we heard Amanda Vanstone say... I just got turkey slabs. <laughs> That's cheap trick. It's Get This on Triple M. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another one. Myself, Tony Martin, that man, Richard Mars. How are you doing, Tony? It's Rove Night. Yep. That means people wondering what you look like. Right. Will be able to tune in and see you playing what? Uh, I'm not in this week's episode, unfortunately. Not Delivery Man 2? No. Uh, I'm, not not, I'm working up to that. Corpse floating in river. <laughs> Haven't you done that? I might have a few gags on, but that's about it tonight, unfortunately, Tony. You want to pre-promote any of those gags? Uh, there could be some turkey slap. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's look. A turkey slap fiesta. I'll bet it is. <laughs> well, it hopefully. It sounds like luncheon meat to me. Oh, snake, look, give it? her a round. It's Cal Wilson. <laughs> Ed Cavalier's not here, Cal. I know. That means apart from Marslow, it's an all-Kiwi edition. It's exciting. It means only one person knows how to work the equipment. <laughs> We have equipment now. <laughs> I should point out that we are now sponsored by the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito. It's the classiest van around and the winner of the International Van of the Year Award. Wonderful. Where is that held? Where is that pageant stage? It's a hell of an award ceremony. Is it just vans driving out on a catwalk? Par- you know, parallel parking with a sash over the front, maybe? <laughs> The next this, this personality's the band that's not so, you know, it's like a combi or something like that. It's not like a combi, it's the Merc. <laughs> it's your fancy ass van for the normal van price. Am I helping them? I don't think I am. <laughs> Cal, what are you up to? Um, I've just come back from the roadshow around South Australia. Now that's just uh, drinking sex and turkey slapping a go go with comedians on the road, isn't it? One out of three, one yeah. out of three, bit of drinking. There's always trouble. Come on, what was yeah. the. Uh, I, I had my first large animal road incident. Oh, did you hit it? No, but the weird thing, this is really bizarre. I'd started driving the Tarago for the first time. They let me in the driver's right. seat and I was like, ooh, mum's taxi, full of comedians. So lots of noise and strange fragrances every now and then. Yes. Driving. After 15 minutes, I suddenly went, I don't know what to do if a kangaroo runs out in front of me. So I asked the van at the Tarago and I went, how do you avoid a kangaroo? And Damien Callanan goes, don't make eye contact with it. I was like, <laughs> hilarious. What do I do if a kangaroo runs out? So everyone goes, oh, you slow down, you take it quietly and then you, you swerve if you have to, but don't break suddenly. And Damien goes, but don't worry, you won't have to worry about that at this time of day, speaking of which, and an emu runs out in front of the Tarago. So, th- so I slow. S- I'm going okay. I'm slowing all right. The the emu comes in front of the car. I'm not going to hit it, and then it falls over in front of the car. Oh. Who knew an emu could fall over? Just mm. drop dead. No, it just tripped up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a really klutzy emu, and so I managed to get around that. But I was like, that's so bizarre. How do you manage to get up again if you don't have arms? <laughs> Did you stick around and laugh? No, no, I had to pull over and have a little bit of a shake because it was, you know, a little. Oh, that was a little bit, but it was fine. But no. I was just like, that poor Amy's going to be so embarrassed. <laughs> oh, I fell over in front of a Tarago. Oh, they're always embarrassed. But it's because people from Australia don't believe that we don't have such animals in New Zealand. There's no kangaroos. No, There's no snakes. No. There was a there was a, sh- a scare in uh, Auckland a couple of years ago when someone dropped their snakeskin belt on Ponsonby Road. <laughs> 
I'm serious. There was a there was a there was a two day alert. Right. People were warned not to go in their gardens. So because someone had seen a snake on Ponsonby Road, and then someone rang up the police and went, oh, I went to a fancy dress party, and it was my snake skin belt. It was a snake skin belt. Someone snake else was savaged by a, a tiny buckle. thin tie with piano <laughs> keys on it. It's pathetic. And it's like, do we have any killer spiders over there? The, isn't the one called the catapo? The catapo. I've never met anyone that's seen the catapo. It's sort of, I don't know, it hides out in the tussocks on the beach or something. It's a little bit like a redback, apparently. Oh. But I, I think it is act- there is actually one spider. I don't think it's like one breed. It's just, yeah, it's just one. Just the one. <laughs> Nobody's yet seen it. <laughs> it's about 78. doesn't oh, do much biting. <laughs> but isn't it also true the world's biggest spider lives in New Zealand? The oh. um, the one from the final oh, ra- the arachnophobia. arachnophobia final scene that was flown out from New Zealand. Uh, yeah, the Avondale spider. I, don't, I didn't know they were bigger than Huntsman. I don't think I can go back home now. Mm. I think I'm because I'm traumatised by dangerous animals, right? And so wherever we've been going on the roadshow, I've been asking the, the locals what dangerous animals they have in the area. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, King Browns and all that, you know, snakes and stuff like that. And I got to Port Perry, which is a slightly depressed little port town. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know if you've ever been there. Yeah. Don't go. Um, <laughs> Uh, and I, when I asked the audience, I went, so what dangerous animals have you got? The audience as one just went, lead. Yes, run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> Did they look slightly poisoned when they yeah, were speaking yeah. to you? And we had a great show. And at the end of the show, I said to this from the audience, did you have a good time? And she went, average. <laughs> Would have been better if it wasn't for the lead. <laughs> I'm melting. <laughs> Uh, what is going on out there in the real world? Uh, uh, what have you got there? I've, got, I've brought this back from South Australia with me because so I thought this was a really pertinent letter that we can all learn from. This is yes. from the advertiser. It's t- entitled Wonder Fruit. I replied to Ivana Dorr who asked, Who is going to buy bananas at $16 a kilogram? <laughs> me! I pay more than that for a kilo of steak, so why shouldn't I pay the same price for bananas? Get over the price and enjoy this wonderful fruit. <laughs> Is that from Regina Banana? It's from Golden Grove. Oh, right. Some kind of banana lobbyist, no doubt. And we went to the big banana at Coffs Harbour. Up or to the, scratch? Uh, no, it's the, oh, that's not very big banana. <laughs> but there was a, there was a, well, not a band, but there was a quota. You could buy 10 bananas from the big banana, but no more. <laughs> it was a, made a travesty of the whole experience. The big banana itself would just be priceless. Yeah. <laughs> It's got nibble marks all around it. Last time you were here, you mentioned the uh, big potato. How did you say the locals describe it? It was the big turd. Um, yeah, no, I think yeah. it was big brown, not very good, was oh, the phrase oh, you used. But I we've uh, said the word. Oh, oh. People wanted to know what it looked like. We now have a link from our website <laughs> so you can check it out. And it's just a large brown object with uh, locals trying to look proud but sort of recoiling away. Mm, don't let it touch me. Yes. From their own edifice. Uh, the space shuttle, have they managed to launch that or is that off now? Uh, I think there's some issues, isn't there, with the foam? Is that correct? Is it a foam? <laughs> it's always <laughs> foam. Is that a foam problem? What, so they're having like a foam party inside? <laughs> they can't get it all cleared out in time. This is one of the big mysteries we have on this show. It's got tiles on it that can stop it from burning up at high speeds, but a Nerf bat, apparently, <laughs> do enough damage to delay the launch for a year. They're saying it's been delayed because of weather. Oh, okay. But I was, did you see the clip on the news? No. I'm not sure if it was weather. Have a listen to this. Lightning strikes just kilometres from the launch pad made it too dangerous for the shuttle to lift off. Okay, Steve, uh, we've talked to uh, launch weather and landing weather and the ops manager, and we've concluded that we're not going to have a chance to launch today. Yeah, we got 
not be looking out the windows doesn't look good today, and we think that's a great plan. The crew of seven astronauts will try again early Wednesday morning. I don't think that's weather. <laughs> sound like a Mark III Zephyr to you. Yeah, and there's a P plate on the back of it as well. <laughs> uh, more incisive current affairs coming up on Get This. That's Danny California, the Chili Peppers here at Get This on Triple M around the nation. Richard Marsland uh, at the wheel. Cal Wilson in the sidecar. Uh, she's from New Zealand, as am I, and we love a bit of reggae in New Zealand. Oh, just so up. Bandits for reggae. And won't it be uh, good news over there now that uh, Paris Hilton has had a crack at reggae? Mm. She's so Rastafari. <laughs> Talk is that she hasn't sung it, though. Seen this? Yeah, I did. It's just that there's some hyphenated backup singer who's been melded into Paris's vocals. Cara uh, Faye Sharnow, they say, is doing most of the heavy lifting <laughs> in the singing. The heiress's success has been marred by claims she doesn't sing the lead vocals on her hit track. Is it a hit track already? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's doing that well, is it? I think, it's, I think it's hilt track. I think they've left out the ounce. It's a hilt track. <laughs> <laughs> it's something. Because it hasn't even come out yet, has yeah. it? Here? Well, I've just heard on the radio. That's the only place. All right. Paris Hilton is a tart with no real musical talent, <laughs> says a music industry insider. <laughs> For once, I'm not going to question the credibility <laughs> of, of that insider. It's <laughs> a top insider. Uh, Paris does some singing, though it's aided with major effects, including a pitch shift corrector. Uh, and other studio equipment to help her voice blend into that of session singer Cara Faye Shah. Now, they do exist, these pitch uh, shift correctors, because Matt Dower here has to constantly use them on me. Oh, right, on your singing. Whenever I attempt to sing on this program. (laughs) So I can vouch for that. Have we got it there? Let's have a listen. It, it, it just as she's singing, it sounds like she's texting somebody. Yeah, or, or she's playing with a beach ball or having a pillow fight or something. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm sure uh, the late Bob Marley is uh, taking notes. Yeah, he's got. Oh, why didn't I think of that? Oh, no woman, no cry. That was crap. But this genius. But the young people like it. The young people have got a language all of their own, Cal. Oh, they do. Have you been on the? Well, firstly, I read that uh, the word "munta" is taking off amongst the younger set. Well, I'm proud to say that I use that word myself, so maybe maybe that's what's keeping me young. I think so. But someone told me ages ago it's actually a South African word that like munted, and it's something racist. I think I don't. So I'm not sure about that. But that could have just been a young person telling me lies. Well, that's what they're like. The, I, when I was a kid in New Zealand, Manta was somebody uh, who might now tastelessly be referred to as a mongoloid. <laughs> yeah, yep. Not li- literally a mongoloid. Right. Not from Mongolia. No. But somebody whose just chin sort of jutted out a bit too much and talked like this. And there was a bloke called Graham Thorne who was a rugby player. He was. And yeah. a commentator. And he was, uh, he was the first man to get a perm in the public <laughs> eye in New wow. Zealand. No one's ever got over it. And he had that sort of thing where it feels like their sort of teeth are wired together, but they're still commentating a footy game. Here you go, mate. And that was what was known as a munter. But now it's come back around. It's simply an ugly person, a munter. Oh, really? Yeah. I just thought it meant that it didn't know it was an ugly thing. I thought it was like a more a mental deficiency thing. <laughs> a mental deficiency. Also, uh, <laughs> we've probably offended everybody somehow. But we've offended munters everywhere. I'm just ugly. I'm not stupid. We've lost the munter vote. <laughs> Uh, but when they're on the internet, the kids will type things in that only their friends can understand. Like the whole LOL kind of... Mm. Uh, is it POS? 
What does that mean? Parents over shoulder. Yeah. Is that oh, right? That's right, yeah. How useful. Well, it's been, there's been a big article about it, so everyone's onto it now. Oh. P-O-S-W-R-T-A-I-W-C-I-B, which is a parent over shoulder who's read that article, in which case I'm busted. <laughs> <laughs> what else have we got? Uh, hang it's, on a it's, second. This ties in really well with... Per- I, I pulled a personal column out of the Daily Telegraph in South Australia, and there yes. were things... There's, like, little short things in there that I couldn't understand, like, um, uh, well, what's an SD and SS? What's that? Social drinker, social smoker. <laughs> right. G- so things like uh, GSOH, good sense of humour, that's all very straightforward. I don't know what FS is, though. <laughs> I can imagine. Don't know, but DTE? I was no. like, what's that? Divorced, tired, emotional? What is it? Turns out... <laughs> Turns out, but then it went VDT and it went very divorced, tired, and emotional. Don't know what that means. Uh, DTE, down to earth. Oh, Which okay. we were going, what does down to earth actually means? I think that means you're willing to go out with a munter. I'm <laughs> <laughs> munter compatible. The kids of these codes, they've got a PO50, that's parent over 50, in which case you can feed them some nonsense about porn blocking software and they'll probably believe such a thing exists. <laughs> J-O-S, jacket over shoulder. Oh, that's used only by former Brisbane newsreader Glenn Taylor, <laughs> who was the maestro of wearing it. I mean, I know a lot of newsreaders will throw the, you know, the jacket over the shoulder for a promo and walk down the street. Only Glenn Taylor could do it on a beach. <laughs> right. He's did just he, walking he along the sand with his ash over his shoulder. Did he have his pants rolled up a little bit and bare feet and stuff as well? And the Benny Hill handkerchief. <laughs> Did he do it at the desk? I'd like to see it at a news desk. <laughs> <laughs> Just at all times, jacket over shoulder. A little bit of a twirl in the chair, do the coy over the shoulder look. Hello, Glenn, if you're listening. Uh, G-O-S, that's genitals over shoulder. That means it's four o'clock in the morning and you're in the Big Brother house. That's how they're worn. That's how they're worn in the Big Brother house, over the shoulder. Do you know the thing that keeps keeping me, the, the whole turkey slapping incident, yeah. as I know you've talked about, but the fact that, so he's... He's turkey slept, but everyone just keeps going. It's been blown out of proportion. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Kim Beasley. He was. Uh, what was he saying? I think he's saying that this Big Brother season should be its last. Yeah, come on, right, wind it up. You've had your fun. Get out of the pool. He's constantly saying bizarre things, Kim Beasley. If you got it, there's a quote somewhere in our computer mm-hmm. because uh, Peter Costello's heading overseas. And, and, you know, they obviously, they've trained Beasley to just say things in four seconds so that they'll get on the news. Don't have to make a lot of sense. <laughs> have a listen to this. What you hear from Costello is a sort of arrogant thought bubble as he boards the plane for Honiara. <laughs> What does that mean? You hear an arrogant thought bubble. It sounds like he's burped or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was an arrogant <laughs> lunch I knocked back there. Uh, Munters Ahoy. How are we going for time? Are we into the next program yet? Hey, here's what we want to do. We haven't got to the women's max yet. No, there's so much in there. Do you uh, like to read uh, Beck Cartwright's postcards from the Women's Day? I do. Oh, they're great. We've got one of uh, Beck's postcards from the Gaza Strip. That's coming up soon. Get this. And get this stupid program off the air. For the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito on Triple M. Let's get this on Triple M. Here's that Paris Hilton song. No, we wouldn't do that to you. Coming up next, Beck Cartwright's Baby. People love that. That's uh, new sensation in excess. Here we get this on Triple M. Myself, Tony Martin, Richard Marsland and Cal Wilson is our co-host this morning. Uh, Cal, do you get into the women's mags? I do. 
It's the foundation of this program. <laughs> and all programs. It's the foundation programs. of my life. <laughs> what have you spotted? Now, people talking about uh, Chappelle Corby's new haircut. Has Renee Lawrence just uh, lured her over to her side yeah, of the fence? What is that? That Chappelle Corby's just yeah. cut her hair off. She's cut her hair off and ritualistically buried it in the mud in her prison cell. And then Renee Lawrence has gone, you could get money for that. And she's gone, I'll dig it up. Right. <laughs> And then she's paid someone else to wash it out because it was all muddy. Yeah. <laughs> like, Chabelle doesn't like getting her hands dirty. That's, right. That's the story. But why, that, would you, why would you take hair advice from Renee Lawrence? Well, when, when you say story, I mean, that's true. Last night it was like third on the news. Mm. Chappelle Corby has haircut. <laughs> so, but maybe, though, maybe what she wanted to do is she has been reading the women's magazines and she's seen that Posh has a bald spot. Oh, yes. So she's wanting to sell Posh her hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. She's got an entrepreneurial thing going on. Posh does have a bald spot. She's going the comb over, and I think she's a bit too young to be going the comb yeah. over as yet. And, of course, she is a disturbing skeleton. There is that as well. <laughs> that? But I love the way she keeps getting her hair extensions, even though David keeps going, I hate them, I hate them. She's like, well, I'm still getting them done. Oh, yeah, because I don't look weird enough. I don't look orange <laughs> enough. Uh, yeah, but now, of course, Chappelle Corby's mum has been making bizarre interviews on the television saying, no, she's not going to come home. She's not going to come home in some kind of exchange program. And Well, why not? Because surely it'd be way better here in Australia. No, 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 she's not coming because that would mean that she's guilty, apparently. Right. And she's innocent and we're not having a move to... And you just go, what's that about? And then, of course, the Daily Telegraph and Sydney insisted because it's basically Kerrabogan uh, uh, prison is... Club Med. I'm sure it's not. I'm not suggesting it is. Did, did you just call it Kara Bogan? That's prison? what I always call it because right, I, I right. thought that's what it was when they yeah. said when she was originally put in there. They just went, you can contact her, uh, Kara <laughs> Bogan <laughs> Prison. <laughs> All right, okay, Kara Bogan Prison. That's where you write to them, is it? <laughs> but no, I mean, I'm sure it's horrible in there. Well, None she... of us would want to be there. But listen to this. Many of the privileges money can buy inside the walls of Kiribogan would not be available in Australian prisons, including conjugal visits, alcohol, a relaxed atmosphere. <laughs> Sounds like I should have prize music under this. <laughs> the chance to go out for the night, so you can just stay away from the prison. You can just it's have... just a youth hostel, isn't it? It's not actually... Uh, well, then it says drugs are available inside Kiribogan. It's a youth hostel. <laughs> They're more readily available than on the streets of Kuda. Goodness oh, me. And apparently she had a little pet dog, but it died. <laughs> Too many drugs. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's it. That sounds wild. So there's drugs in there. Hmm. I mean, that must be... Irony lovers must be enjoying that. <laughs> so that's like you're arrested for smuggling diamonds, and then they put you in a prison where everyone just gets around in diamond suits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, diamonds for breakfast again. <laughs> I'm sure it's horrible in Kerabogan, mm. but they seem to be trying to turn that into a story. Uh, what are the other big ones? I'm looking through the women's mags. Do you read... Um, Big Cartwright's postcards from overseas. It doesn't take very long, does it? Do you think she writes them herself? I, don't know. I like to call her Beck Cartwright Hewitt. <laughs> well, the evidence is here. Uh, it sort of it always starts both Mia and I are two very lucky girls getting to travel and see different places around the world. It's like what I did on my summer holidays. Mm. But also the fact that probably the baby's in a pouch the whole time and all she's seeing is her mum's front. <laughs> like she could do that anywhere. But wherever she goes, she's a hit. Uh, we did. This is Paris. We did lots of walking and saw the Eiffel Tower, the Arc de Triomphe, and of course, checked out the shops on the Champs Elysees. Mia was a hit all over Paris. And then there's a picture to illustrate that. And there's just Beck Cartwright pushing a kid down the street, being ignored by everybody. <laughs> nobody knows who she's in France. Imagine <laughs> a hit with everybody. Uh, and th- but then what I love is so it'll be information about uh, touristy stuff. 
Then it'll be lots of stuff about how everyone loves Mia, but then it'll just take a sudden gear change into really specific tennis information. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll get, uh, the French love Mia and she gave them all big smiles. It was then time for the second Grand Slam event of the year. The French Open played on clay at Roland Garros. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says. It's hilarious. But do we want to have a listen to the new uh, postcard? I Definitely. I think I've got it here, just in case you haven't got the Woman's Day. Uh, have we got some music, Mr. Marzal? Both Mia and myself are two very lucky girls getting to travel and see different places around the world. This week, while Leighton prepares for Wimbledon, we decided to do the tourist thing along the Middle East's famous Gaza Strip. While Israeli troops went about their business seizing leadership of the Palestinian Authority, we checked out the shops where Mia proved a hit with every last one of the captured Hamas leaders. Mia was all smiles and made goo-goo eyes as the seized ministers were rounded up in a series of nighttime raids right across the occupied West Bank, the Israelis' first Grand Slam event on clay in nearly two years. <laughs> Things were certainly hotting up, so Mia and I decided what better way to shake off this final affront to the already fresh old Poslo Peace Accord than with a bit of old-fashioned retail therapy. But with the entire fashion district flattened by the escalated bombing raids, we had to escape to the border in the boot of a diplomatic sharabang. Talk about travelling in style. The hundreds of bedraggled refugees we've passed fleeing for their lives under strafing gunfire agree Mia's personality is the sunniest they've ever seen. <laughs> well, better sign off as we're approaching checkpoint and once this relentless pounding mortifier desists, Mia and I will be off to check out what remains of the shops. Then we'll run the gauntlet with our false passports and be back home in time for the semi-finals from Roland Garrosh. Bye for now, Beck. She didn't mention whether she got an adorable baby burka for, for me. <laughs> that's our cue. Talkback Mountain is next. Ball. Yes, apparently. Uh, that's EMF and Get This on Triple M, where Cal Wilson is sitting in with us. Uh, I've just got to mention a couple of uh, podcasting issues. Do you get into the podcasting? I'm just starting. I'm a, I'm a novice podcast thinger. Yeah, you've got to have the equipment. Mm. I don't know, really. We've 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 gone innovative. We're operating the birdcast. Is anyone else doing the birdcast? No, not that I know of. But it's up there. We've had so many requests for uh, when Bert Newton came in to be on the podcast. We've had to put the whole thing up as its own separate podcast. <laughs> Sensational! It's over half an hour of undiluted Bert. So that's good news for Mark and Tree Trunk Head. Both of whom <laughs> keep emailing in, wanting it up there. So we're going to have the normal giant bacon filled podcast up there 40 minutes worth that'll be on thursday and but today at midday the birdcast goes up so it's a two podcast week take the rest of the week off rich and what else people want to know if the john howard Udiono sketch is in the podcast that was in last week's one so go to itunes is there some trouble at itunes is there nikki obviously you can go to the get this website but i understand that our podcasts have just been falling away for some reason on itunes well, they had some problems in France overnight uh, with some sort of court ruling. Really? Yeah, something happened with iPod. With the iPod? <laughs> and, and they've taken it out on the Get This page. <laughs> yeah, that targeting you specifically. All right. Well, if last week's podcast is still up there, the 29th of June one, that has got the uh, Howard Udiono Udiono sketch is up there. And also the uh, one where Peter Costello was talking about Rex Hunt. Brilliant. And we've been banned from uh, talking about Rick's Hunt. Well, not by any official authorities, just by our producer, Nicky. Because it's been <laughs> the phrase, I'm paying money, has been mentioned too many times. <laughs> Let's talk about bands, shall we, as we climb. <laughs> Talkback Mountain. Uh, and, and, yes, we've been told not to, you know, maybe 
maybe not mention the Rex thing as many times, but I, I just want to mention one thing which you can have fun with, and that is if you get called by the telemarketers. We've got someone here, somewhere amongst my emails. There's somebody, here we go. Brad Webb, what he does is if he gets called by telemarketers, he only answers using the six Rex Hunt phrases. <laughs> So they'll call up and go, hey, have you thought about plasma screen TV? I'm paying money. <laughs> really? Um, can you give us some information? The girl's happy. So he only uses the six <laughs> phrases. What a fantastic idea. Good on you, Brad Webb. Uh, write them down. Enjoy your fun. And don't forget a bit of uh. you just got to say uh, because oh, yeah. that's one of well, that's the seventh phrase, really. And then don't you just, can't you just sob quietly in the background? Yeah, or we'll clink some teacups. This is baffling to anyone who's <laughs> never heard this show before. It's like hearing something in German. <laughs> Guten Morgen, what have, you, what have you got there? Uh, things I've been banned for. Anything, really? Well, I'm a bit disturbed by the All Blacks. I mean, just generally. Yeah. But I'm a bit, they've, they've brought out a new poster which has their blood in it. Now, is this just red paint or this is actual... No, they've had their DNA extracted from their blood and put in the poster printing process. So when you buy an All Blacks jersey, you get a poster made of the All Blacks. But how many have they done? Exhausting, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Well, one of the things really weird is that the captain has gone, it's a new thing, it's pretty cool. The All Blacks team is all about combining everyone together and blood is one way to do it. What about just hugging someone? That would bring you together. <laughs> but it kind of makes me go, I reckon the police have actually done it because it's like, well, if we ever need them for anything, we could just buy a poster, <laughs> check out their DNA. <laughs> but how much, I mean, how much DNA would you need? I don't know. Do you, just, do you just swab them as they come off the field? So like, <laughs> we need to print another thousand posters, guys. <laughs> another pint from each of you. <laughs> yeah, well, that's got to be banned. That's got to be stopped. That's a thing that could be banned. What about that uh, Alan Jones book? That's oh, been yeah. banned. That's the one by uh, Chris Masters, isn't it? Yeah. They're all kinds of trouble. And what's happened? Was it on Media Watch last night? It's because the uh, ABC board is front stacked with Nazis now, so... <laughs> I think those are the words they use. Is it really? Because <laughs> who's on there? They've got right-wing historian Keith Winshuttle. <laughs> but it was, all, it was all part of a special, a Four Corners special, like about four years ago. Right. And it's merely an extension of that. So I right. don't think that any, any information that was in the Four Corners special wouldn't be in the book. So it's gone to the board and um, Winshuttle. And who else is on there? David Irving, is he on the ABC board these days? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> They've just gone, we're not putting that out. Because there was a quote in the paper somewhere, my Alan Jones file, <laughs> which is marked toxic, <laughs> uh, that a few years ago, a uh, Liberal Party power broker and ABC board member, Michael Kroger, opposed Masters making that program yeah. about Alan Jones unless, quote, it was overwhelmingly positive. <laughs> <laughs> what is the story with Alan Jones? He, he's a huge uh, sort of uh, flag waver for the Howard government. Yeah. Uh, he's pro the war on terror. Mm -hmm. He's pro exporting democracy and freedom of speech around the world. Whenever anyone says anything about him, he's on the phone telling them to shut up. Yeah. He's probably calling right now. <laughs> I worked for, uh, well, it was for this station here, for Triple M, but it was called Eon FM back in the late 80s, and we were working on the Degeneration show. And we came into work one day, and there were two blokes with suits and briefcases waiting to see us, like the men in black. And they've gone, uh, you guys planning on saying anything about Alan Jones this morning? And we, get, and we actually had no idea who Alan Jones was, because it was Melbourne. And despite what Alan Jones thinks, he's not quite as well known down south as he yep. as he thinks he is. And we're going, no, we're not even sure who he is. And they've gone, you weren't planning on talking about a certain incident which may or may not have happened involving Alan Jones. We're going, we don't even know what you're talking about. And they're going, we'd like you to sign this document to make sure you don't say anything about it. So we had to sign a document <laughs> to say something, to say that we wouldn't say something about something we knew nothing about. <laughs> 
So Alan Jones was actually shutting us up before we'd even thought of what it was we were going to say. Very strange. So that's been banned. What's in there? What's in there that's so explosive? I have no Probably idea. a recounting of that incident. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the Eon FM incident. Is there stories in there about how he likes to go turkey slapping with Alexander Downer? Is that what he likes to do? It's a Turkish delight with Alan Jones. <laughs> All right, we'll probably move on. Quite disturbed. But that's an example of something that's been banned. Do you find yourself subjected to bans, Cal? Well, I've got a ban at home. I'm not allowed to do a certain character voice at home. Can you do it on the show? Ow, honey! Ow, oh, honey! Oh, you're adorable! Ow, oh, honey, come here! Honey! What not do you call that? That's uh, Mitzi. And <laughs> who's, to do who's stopping you from doing My that? My boyfriend. He's like, get out, get out. That's Don't a deal breaker, me. is it? Yeah. Ow! I have a similar thing. My wife won't allow me to walk around the house going, where are you now? <laughs> I work at Triple M. It's in my head. It can't escape. Nazi. Sammy by the sea. Not allowed to do that. Uh, I have to sleep in here at work in the back of a black thunder so I can stop being James Blunt. What have you been banned from, Mr. Marsland? Oh, well, I had to get up early once. I slept in. Um, uh, I was meant to be at work at 6 a.m. I slept in and I just threw a shirt on in the dark and I came into work and it was actually kind of an offensive shirt and I was banned from wearing the shirt ever again. And I thought, what's so offensive? You know, and I, obviously I had to look down at what I was wearing when the general manager came <laughs> in and it said it was from somewhere overseas and uh, it said, uh, F U U F and F. <laughs> Why would that be offensive? But without the abbreviations, I'm assuming. Exactly, yeah. I like that that was just lying around, though, for you to put it on. Yeah, like that. I know. This is my at-home well, shirt. Well, it's sort of my at-home, yeah, exactly, my at-home <laughs> painting shirt. For some reason, there was a problem. <laughs> what was that? Who was who was that speech bubble coming out of? Who no. was saying that? The Care Bears? No, it was just it was just in print. It was oh. the most aggressive T-shirt ever made. All right. So it's just a T-shirt created to start fights. T-shirts. <laughs> silly voices. James Blunt impressions. What have you been banned from doing? Give us a call as long as it's nothing to do with Alan Jones. <laughs> Talkback Mountain 13353. That's the hardest part. Coldplay here at Get This, where do we have time to climb Talkback Mountain? Oh. We've been banned from talking at the top of our own show. We have to play this extra song, so we're always running late when we get to the mountain, I'm afraid, Cal. That's terrible news. Cal Wilson is uh, sitting in today as we talk about what have you been banned from doing. Who's on the line there, Richard? Uh, are you there, Paul? Yes, here. What have you been banned from? The most annoying sound in the world. My wife hates it when I go, <laughs> and I can keep it up for a very long time. Right, and what would be driving you to do that? Is it just her general manner and attire? No, just when, uh, yeah, when she shits me, I just do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a good mature way to resolve things. <laughs> No, it involves every uh, fight that we have. Right. She just walks away. She just can't handle it. <laughs> so have you thought of that, Cal, when you're having a, an argument with a boyfriend? Just instead oh, of I'm that voice. i right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, screaming in pain <laughs> is a way of winning an argument. That's a James Blunt. Definitely. <laughs> this is a James Blunt song. I would still rather hear three minutes of that. The semi by the sea. Thank you very much, Paul. That was annoying. She'll be banned. Who else is banned? Uh, hi, Michaela. Hi. Uh, what have you been banned from? I've actually not been banned. It's actually my husband, and he's been banned from sticking his tongue up my nose. Oh, well. Oh. It hasn't uh, revitalised your marriage? <laughs> no, not particularly. <laughs> what uh, circumstances would this arise? Uh, first thing in the morning. Right. Oh. Nice way to wake up. 
does he call you anything like honey nostrils or anything like that? Like, <laughs> no. Does he have a, fr- a sort of turkey slap style phrase for this? Uh... No, I don't think he has time because I'm normally trying to punch him while I'm waking up. <laughs> oh, love is alive. I know it's romantic, isn't it? He hasn't got some kind of puppy fixation or. <laughs> Right, so he's obviously decided that's what she likes. Tongue up the nose. Maybe you should try the poor ah! response. I think that'd send me over the chop. Okay, right, that one down. Thank you very much. Uh, is that was that Michaela? Yeah, that was Michaela. Then this must be Stuart. Are you there, Stuart? I am. Hello, Stuart. What have you been banned from doing? Um, I've been banned from exposing my genitalia at parties. Oh, it's just worn out its welcome, has it? Oh, look, there was a turkey slap incident. One of the boys just didn't appreciate it the way that he should have. I mean, you know. Right. In the way that he should have. Yeah. Right. What should yeah, he have? He... Flowers and a card? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, a kiss would have been nice. But... <laughs> and so do you often, uh, you know, get up to a bit of turkey slapping with your mates? I've got nothing against it, I think. You know, it's all in good fun. Cheaper than a Christmas present, I suppose. It's all in good fun. I miss this boat entirely. The turkey (laughs) slap is a hot sort of item. Gee, obviously we were just too, I don't know, gay growing up, Richard. We just (laughs) didn't get into the turkey slapping. Maybe it's a hygiene issue. Like, were you doing it over dinner? Or was it, like, I don't don't know. (laughs) I really, it's like this, because all I saw on the news last night was just a series of blokes going, oh, I mean, it's all in good fun. If it's just between a couple of blokes, that's normal. (laughs) Right, well, thank you, Stuart. Uh, who else has been banned? Uh, Peter. We've lost everyone. Oh, we've lost. Oh. Yeah. You've lost everyone. Well, we've lost Peter. Well, that's yeah. interesting because on my sheet it says Peter has been banned from doing Alan Jones impressions. <laughs> we banned him. He hasn't even managed to get to air. Somehow, Jonesy's people. <laughs> There's a man with a black briefcase outside. With a giant hook. Have hacked into the show. So we had an annoying noise. Oh, well, that was, could have just been Alan Jones anyway. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to have to cut it short there. There's another program waiting to come in, a proper program. Thank you, Cal, for popping down to our level. Ah! Oh, look, I still prefer that to where are you now? Uh, thanks to everyone who called in, everyone who emailed us. The Burtcast is going to be up on the website at about midday, and then the normal podcast will be up midday on Thursday. Uh, do we have a key phrase today? What do you think it was? Ah! And Munta! We certainly hope we'll be joined tomorrow by Greg Fleet. May not happen, but whatever, it's all thanks to the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito. Now it's all out in you I do my own hair and makeup. <laughs>